Welcome to season two of the Therapist of Millions podcast, where we get under the skin and into the brains of leading therapists and coaches from around the globe to find out what makes them tick and how they are helping those on the front lines of mental health around the world. Hello and welcome to the Therapist to Millions podcast, where we get under the skin, into the brains and try and really work out how therapists and coaches from across the world do their trade and are on the front lines of mental health across the world. So, and all the way, all the way from sunny Colombia, the one in Tennessee, not South America, today we have, it's bright and early for her, we have Nishoni Harvey, who is CEO of Nishoni Harvey Coaching. And she helps parents of autistic children, we're taking a slightly different route here with the coaching angle, take their home from power struggles to peace and their parenting style from turmoil to tender. I do love that. Through positive parenting strategies, ABA and TBRI techniques and a thorough dive into the home, the parent and the whole child, creating a positive and inclusive environment to for their child to thrive and reach their full potential. Nishoni, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you've had your coffee this morning. No, not yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, listen, I love your background. Anyone who's watching on YouTube, she's got a fantastic uh, background, a nice, peaceful, calming background there. So uh, give us uh, a little bit of an, an introduction to your story. How did you end up coaching the parents of autistic children? What's your background? Okay. So I have four beautiful children. At least I think they're beautiful. And um, two of them are on the autism spectrum. And um, we traveled much of the parenting path for our first autistic child through trial and error. We saw all the help that we could get with our second. We got ABA, which is um, applied behavioral analysis therapy, um, occupational therapy, and talk therapy, and uh, we got personal training for myself and just so much more. I mean, we did everything that we could um, for Samuel. And then later, my husband and I, we began taking in medically fragile foster children as well. Mm -hmm. And many of those had autism. And it was during this time that I saw a need for parenting coaching that specialized in children on the spectrum. Because there's all kinds of people out there that do parenting coaching. But there's not really many that do um, parenting coaching for those with autism. Mm. So, you know, it's just that, you know, our children that have autism, they experience the world so much differently than the rest of us. And as such, they need a different kind of parenting. And many parents of autistic children, they feel lost and alone in their parenting journey. And, but if there's somebody out there that does coaching for them, then they don't need to. And that's why I started helping parents with of autistic children to create a positive and inclusive environment for their child to thrive and reach their full potential. So like you said, as an autism parenting coach, I incorporate the positive parenting strategies, applied behavioral analysis therapy, and trauma-based relational intervention techniques, and a thorough dive into the home, the parent, and the whole child to help these parents to, you know, help their children. Fantastic. You know, they, they just had an article on the, the BBC News uh, last night, actually. I don't know if you've seen it, and I'll, I'll send you the link to it, um, but it's, it's, it's really worth watching. There is um, a crisis in the UK with mm. um, autistic children being put into hospitals and actually mental health units in hospitals and, mm. and staying there because they literally don't have the resources. They cannot get the staff at the moment who are trained to 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 help autistic children. And, it, and it's absolutely shocking. 
my partner, she actually runs the Recovery and Everyday Skills Academy at St. Andrews, which is one of the biggest mental health charities in the UK. They are not allowed to accept children because of their CAMS um, grading, even though some of the work they're doing is absolutely incredible. So these children are now in the community, but they, they don't, the parents don't have the knowledge and don't have the support to actually deal with it. You're a vital part of that cog. I'd love, to, I'd really love to expand a little bit more on like the techniques that you use, how you do what you do. Because I would then love to share this with the journalists that put that together on the BBC, because I think this is a vital time for this. Yes. No, I didn't see that on the news. I would love to see that link. I'll send it to you, yeah. So to just give us a little bit of a background. What what do you do when you when you help the parents? What how do you actually do what you do? Um, I do like I just dive into, you know, the parenting. Um, there's four different types of parenting. And so we try to dive into what they do as far as the um parenting style that they use, um, where they came from as far as their parenting style, you know, what they grew up with. Um, we talk about um, what they're doing with their child. Um, we talk about um, where they want to be as far as their parenting goes. Um, and then we talk about what their child is going through, you know, because what they're, that's where the um, TBRI comes in is, the um what their child is going through every child has a bit of trauma in their life mm -hmm. and um but children that are on the spectrum they have a little bit more trauma than other children and um, that's where the trauma-based relational intervention techniques come in because when especially when a child is having you know meltdowns and things like this when we're using the um, trauma-based relational intervention techniques um, that's where those come in and trying to when they're they're having like the meltdowns and things which is one of the big things that parents with the um, with autistic children are up against um, they're in that flight and fight mode you know flight fight or fawn and um, so using those finding out you know where they're they're coming from and where everything is really going wrong and you know things like that and how to approach that child when they're in those those areas is just um, that's um where you need to know those techniques so Can i teach those example of, of, of like one of the techniques that you would use um for instance you know if they are um get, getting um my, my brain isn't working yet this morning i haven't had coffee but um, for instance if they are getting um um what is it called like when you're fighting people um, physical, if they're getting physical, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you don't want to physically get, get, um, physical with them, you know, because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because they are, um, in that fight flight mode, yeah. their, their brain, it's, it's not working right. And I'm not talking about, you know, ever like because of the autism. Um, I'm talking about because when we're in the fight and flight mode, you know, our brain goes into the primal state. Yeah. And um, what happens is that our emotions take over. It's kind of like, you know, you've got your brain and your your brain is working correctly here. And you've got the you're in the, the correct state of mind, per se. Mm -hmm. But when you blow your top, so to say 
your emotions take over yeah and your amygdala um quits working or or you know it takes over and you're um you've you've blown your top you know and so you're in that primal state of mind and your logic quits working and you're just um you're just thinking with your emotions and so when anybody that's in that primal state of mind you know your your emotions are t- they take over and they're working and you can't reason with people that are in that state of mind um so no, regardless of whether you have autism or not you know when you're in that state of mind and your emotions take over and then when you have autism you know you don't understand your emotions um children that have autism or adults that have autism as well you know they don't understand their emotions and they don't they, they have a hard time understanding emotions so it's a lot more difficult with people that have autism when they're in that state of mind because they don't understand that and um so when you're dealing with someone that is physical in an emotional state um, that has autism, um, using those TBRI techniques is a lot more um, helpful because you can see that the things that that's come, you can see that that's coming before it actually happens. So when they start recognizing that body language, recognizing when they come in and maybe they throw their backpack on the floor, you know, and recognizing that that's, you know, that they're starting to get into that heightened sen- uh, sense of emotionalism and, you know, just, hey, you know, what happened today at school? Or, you know, um, do you want to talk about it? Or, you know, and then when they get into that point to where they are heightened and they are in that fight and flight, you know, knowing exactly what to say or how to say it or how to approach them or, you know, knowing, um why to say it or why not to say it or, you know, and these kind of things are vital too. And um, so for instance, you know, knowing when to back off or why to back off or when to, knowing your child is a big thing too, because some children like to be touched. Some children don't like to be touched. Some children need their space and every child is different. And like, for instance, you know, one of my children they love hugs and cuddles and they like to be touched. But one of my other children, they don't like to be touched. So if they're having a time, then I'll just sit down beside them and I'll say, Hey, I'm here and I'm not going to leave you, you know, but I want you to know that I'm here if you need me. And then my other child, I'm like, come here, give me a hug. You know, do you need a hug right now? And she's like, yes, I need a hug, you know? And so every child is different. And um, so it's, it depends on the child. It depends on the parents and then the parenting. Like I said, there's four different types of parenting. There's authoritative, authoritarian, permissive, and um, come on coffee. Oh, no coffee yet. Okay. (laughs) And um, neglectful parenting. So we all fall into one of those four categories and um, the, there's a parenting style that's the best. And if I give out free coaching sessions, if anybody wants a free coaching session, um, I think I gave you the link for um, the free coaching sessions. We can go over these four parenting styles, see where they fall, and I'll let them know what the best par- coaching set or best parenting is and how to find out, you know, how to get there. And, um, but the, um, the fact is that we're all, you know, none of us are exactly where we need to be. 
and I can show them how to get to where they need to be and how to use these techniques to help their child to be more, to be, to understand their emotions and to not have as many meltdowns. In fact, I have a uh, thing coming up, a webinar on the 16th on how to manage meltdowns in autistic children and mm-hmm. how to stop them before they begin. So um, I can give you the link to that too, if you want to put we'll, that in we'll the put that in the show notes. This is actually coming out next Tuesday, so it'll be just in time. So um, fantastic. So so let me get this straight. So it's really about understanding your child and and, and how they're going to, to react first and, and, and then putting in your techniques to kind of go with that to kind of give them the understanding of what's happening in their brain and with their emotions when they're in a particular space or ideally before that actually you get to that that point so you then have techniques to either cut it off of the pass or to actually then deal with it in in in, in a more effective way yeah yes and then i teach them how to deal with it when it does happen because even if you know how to stop it beforehand, it is going to happen event, you know, other times too, but it won't happen as often. And then I also teach them there's techniques that you can do because of that. I teach positive parenting. I teach, you know, ABA and I teach TBRI, but um, because of the positive parenting techniques that I teach, it's not going to happen as often either. But when it does happen, you know, I teach the TBRI to know how to take care of it when it does. So. I mean, it it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's so, when when we go to school, you know, we're, we're taught the basics. And yet the life skills that we really need, you know, how to, uh, you know, run a household income how to deal with arguments, how to, um, you know, take responsibility for our own thoughts and actions. So little of that is ever really talked about. And yet I actually think what you're, what you're doing here is, is kind of really important because it, it's about dealing with emotions, which is what we all have to right. do on a daily basis. But, you know, as parents and uh, as parents of any children, actually, it's like we really need to uh, kind of understand, I mean, you know, parenting, when's that taught at school? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Right. Yes. And that's another thing, too, you know, is I teach the parents how to teach their children, you know, how to how the coping skills that the children need, you know, when they're in the situation. And you've got to teach your children these coping skills when they're, you know, in the right frame of mind, you know, before they pop their top, you know, so that they know how to use them when they're in the right frame of mind or when they're when they pop their top, when they blow their top so that it's a it's a um, a habit. So that they know, you know, when they are in that wrong frame of mind, you can just give them a cue, give them a a uh, a, um, a sign, you know, and they're like, oh, I need to use my my coping skills, you know. So then they'll use them, and they'll it'll help them to calm down, you know. And then I also teach them to give you a sign when they're starting to get overwhelmed because children that have autism get overwhelmed, overstimulated very easily. Mm -hmm. So then you'll know, you know, Oh, we need to try to calm things down in the house because they're getting overstimulated. And then that child, you'll already have something between yourselves 
you know, when my child gets overstimulated, they need time to themselves. Or when my child gets overstimulated, they need a hug or, you know, so they'll, or when they get overstimulated, they need to talk quietly with me, you know, or they need, you know, time to sit down and veg out with music or, you know, whatever my child needs, you know, they're giving me that sign that they need that right now because they're getting overstimulated. So I'm going to take my part to make sure that happens. And um, so we, I teach them to talk to their child to make sure that they have that plan in place because that overstimulation a lot of times is what causes meltdowns. Yeah. Do you also uh, teach about sort of brain health and nutrition? Cause I'm sure that's yes. a part of it, isn't it? It is. And there's a lot of times um, there's a lot of things that cause um, autism to really spike in our, especially in America, because our um, diet is horrendous. The red dyes in our foods and the um, different, just the, the um, preserved foods Mm -hmm. are horrible here. And the, the fast foods and things that people live on, you know, it's just, it's horrible for autism, ADHD, autism, you know, mental health. It's just, it's horrible. Do you actually think that they, the the decrease in the quality of our diets has actually increased the um, the amount of autism and ADHD in 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 the population? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think some of it too, though, is that we have more of a knowledge of what autism and ADHD is, yeah. and so it's increasing the rates that people are being um, diagnosed. So I don't think there's as much of an increase of autism and things as as much as there is a knowledge of what it is yeah, because I think that, and also there's more of a um, children are in front of screens more and children are not out like in the, I mean, in the not too awful long ago. I mean, even in my generation and I'm not, I'm not that old, you know, Um, people were out, you know, children were outside all the time and, you know, playing and working and things like that. I grew up in a 200 acre horse and cattle ranch. So Mm. I was always outside working, you know, and when I wasn't working, I was playing. So, I mean, you know, people didn't notice that their children weren't, weren't um, play, weren't using their emotions and weren't, you know, keeping eye contact and things like that because their children were always out doing things and getting vitamin so, D from the sunshine. <laughs> yeah. And getting that right. Exactly. And so they didn't notice as much. And so now that the children are inside and they're, you know, on the screens or they're inside and they're playing with their toys and the parents are having more contact, I guess, with their children, they're noticing more, yeah. you know? So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. And I want to be inclusive here because I think everybody is on the spectrum to some degree at at some point or other. You know, it's like when you get me up at six o'clock in the morning before my coffee, I'm off the chart. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What what are the biggest challenges facing you as a a coach and a a therapist right now? Um, The biggest challenges as a coach and a therapist. I think... Probably that would have to be when the parents just don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that would have to be when the parents don't listen. And then they're like, but it's not working. Like, yeah, but you're not doing it. You know? <laughs> so and I'll ask them, you know, well, what did you do this week to apply, you know, what we talked about? Well, okay, well, if you don't apply it, it's not going to work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that is the biggest challenge is getting the parents to listen. Now, most of the time, most of the time they listen and they do what they're supposed to do, apply, you know, the techniques and things like that. But sometimes they're, they get busy and they don't apply the techniques or they don't do, you know, what we're supposed to do. And, um, they forget. And I, I try not to throw too much at them at one time because we don't want to overwhelm the parents either, you know, and uh, because too much information is worse than not enough information. And um, but I had one client that just sometimes she would say, well, uh, like it's OK, let's try last week's again, you know, and um, but it was um, yeah so so using hypotheticals and no identifying factors what's uh, an example of a success story one of my clients had a young teenager with asd and she was having angry outbursts every day saying that no one loved her and she claimed that her siblings had ill intentions toward her and her attitude stunk and I say stunk or stank. I don't know. <laughs> stunk. And it came across as rebellion. And this can be common with teenagers with autism because children on the spectrum have a different difficult time understanding emotions and they have a difficult time with their emotions and those of others and reading body language and sarcasm. And she couldn't recognize, you know, when her siblings were teasing and she took it all as being mean. So she also couldn't see her attitude and thought that she was talking like she always talked when she was, in fact, showing an attitude at times. And, you know, she would cross her arms and drop that head. And, you know, when she was talking to her parents and she's like, I'm not doing anything, you know. And so um, I coached her parents using positive parenting techniques and TBRI and ABA techniques. And they began using a mixture of techniques that I prescribed. And with a little bit of patience, their daughter began to recognize her behavior for what it was. One of the things that I told them to do was to record when her daughter was talking so she could see the attitude coming across in her voice. And their daughter began to recognize her behavior. And she also began recognizing the nuances in her siblings' behavior and recognizing we talked about the different love languages and um, how the different love languages, like how um, they showed, um, you know, so-and-so shows love this way, so-and-so shows love this way, so-and-so shows love this way. And um, her parents began fulfilling her needs for significance and power with the steps that I taught them because children have two different needs in their lives um, besides the needs that, you know, for food and shelter and stuff like that. They have a need for significance and a need for power. And if you don't fulfill those needs in a positive way, then they will find a way to get them fulfilled in a negative way. 
So therefore, she didn't need to search for attention and power in negative ways. And this also made a big difference in her behavior. So it there was a that was one of the success stories. I love that. It's brilliant. Okay, so what has been your most successful marketing technique to grow your business? Um, successful marketing technique would have to be organic social media because that's basically all I use. <laughs> and it's working. That's good. <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, and what are your plans for expansion in the future? Um, right now I'm working on doing the webinars and um, the masterminds, seminars, things like that. And um, bringing in more people that way. I'm not exactly sure what you mean by expansion. So, well, you're doing it now. You're on a podcast, and we're going to be going out to a lot of people. So, there you go. All right. <laughs> and if you could write a book, what would the title be? Or if you've written a book, what, what is the title? Um, I'm writing a book right now. And um, well, I've published five books, co-authored two, ghostwritten 20 plus, and I'm currently writing my sixth book and it's called The Best Kept Secrets of Successfully Parenting an Autistic Child. And then the the subtitle is Let's Do Autism Right. Fantastic. I love that. Could you also uh, send me all the links to the books that you've already written and I'll put all of those in the show notes so that people can access them. Okay. Fantastic. Now on the subject of books, what's your favorite therapy or coaching book and why anxious kids anxious parents by reed wilson and lion or lynn lyons <laughs> so i like that one because it talks about you know when parents have anxiety it kind of the children end up being anxious too and that's because your children mimic you i mean monkey see monkey do right and so one of the ways to help the children to not be anxious is by talking about, you know, I'm anxious, but I don't need to be. And this is why, and I'm working on my anxiety. And um, this is why I'm working on my anxiety and talk about, you know, how anxiety is something that we shouldn't, shouldn't um, just, you know, something that we need to work on and, um, you know, that anxiety is a normal thing of life, but that we shouldn't be over anxious because God's got this, you know, and um, that's my, my part. That's not actually in the book, but, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't have God in it, but I've got God in it. So <laughs> I love that. And finally, tell us a fact that blows our mind or tell us a joke that's one of a kind to win three months free membership to our Therapist to Millions membership. You know, many people think the autism spectrum disorder is a mental illness, but it's not. ASD is a neurodevelopmental disorder that affects one in 54 children in the United States. You didn't wow. know that it affected no. that many people, did you? No. It's diagnosed more frequently in boys than girls. And that's because autism in girls presents so much differently than it does in boys. Wow. So getting an autism diagnosis in girls is much more difficult and because an autism diagnosis can go or can go undiagnosed in girls much longer than boys. Wow. So girls don't get diagnosed a lot of times until they're much older because it just presents so much more differently. Yeah. That's amazing. That's incredible. Um, and Nishani, finally, how can people get hold of you? People can contact me through my email, coaching at nishoniharvey.com. I probably should have had a different webmail address because nobody can spell my name. Um, they can also find me on my website, nishoniharvey.com. 
Um, that's N is in Nancy, I S is in Sam, H O N I, Harvey, H A R E E Y.com. They can also download one of my free ebooks and set up me up for a free coaching session there. Set me up, set you up. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, my coffee hasn't kicked in because I haven't drank it yet. <laughs> fantastic we'll put all those links in the show notes and i just want to say thank you so much for taking this time i know it's really early in the morning for you uh for sharing your fantastic skills and we're, we're so I'll, I'll send you that the link to that bbc article because that's uh you'll find it fascinating and uh, we really appreciate you and everything you're doing on the front lines really do thank you thanks very much Shoni. take care you too thanks bye if you would like to take part as a guest on the Therapist of Millions podcast, simply email me, damien at therapistofmillions.com. That's Damien with two A's, as all of the guests on the show will get three months free access to our Therapist of Millions membership worth $300. So if you would like to know how to write a best-selling book, secure a TEDx talk, create membership sites with content you don't even have to create, build client acquisition funnels, effective lead magnets, or your very own podcast, and way more besides, why not head over to thetherapistofmillions.com and join our community of like-minded professionals. And if you'd like an additional $20 off your membership, simply type in the coupon code PODCASTLISTENER at the checkout.